Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, welcome. I am back. It's December. Although I'm pretty sure the last one, let me check. I'm pretty sure the last podcast I did was December anyway, so it doesn't even matter. I mean, yes, it was the third. It was the it was the L.A. Auto Show. Woo! Oh, you know what? Let me turn some fans off. It's hot, despite the fact it's December. It's hot, and I'm not pleased about this. This is not a this is not a fun development. This actually irritates me quite a bit, but not as much as Rocket League. <laughs> oh gosh, mm. so annoying. Most of it's I'd say most of the what happened was my fault. Mostly either because I got too aggressive or I missed too many shots. What what are they? What do people say in Rocket League? That, it, it's uh, tainting. It's tilting. It was very tilting. <sighs> Good grief! But we start again with the LA Auto Show actually because I didn't I didn't get everything because I ran out of time uh, in trying to keep the podcast relatively short, which I kind of failed. Uh, the 2020 Kia Soul is here. I, I wonder if I already talked about that. I don't think I did. So let's talk about it. The latest generation 2020 Kia Soul has just premiered at the Los Angeles Auto Show. Although to be fair. This was on November 28th, so it's not exactly news, but anyway. And although it has a similar overall shape to its predecessor, it has undergone a plethora of significant changes. The new 2020 Soul adopts a boxy silhouette, but pairs it with a number of futuristic styling elements, particularly at the front. For example, there are a pair, there are a pair of slim headlights that rest above black accents and an enlarged black front grille. Also included in the new fascia are daytime running lights. The rear of the updated Soul also looks radically different than the outgoing model and includes eye-catching taillights that extend up the C-pillars. And speaking of the C-pillars, the South Korean automaker says that they've been designed to resemble airplane wings. The C-pillars also feature the Soul badge. They, they do kind of look like... I don't know. They definitely look from a... Just visually, they look like airplane wings. But I kind of wish they were more like fins and actually extended out from the body. <laughs> but I guess you can't really do that, so oh well. In terms of powertrain options, there's quite a few. Base models will come equipped with a 2-liter, naturally aspirated 4-cylinder engine delivering 147 horsepower and 132 pound-feet of torque. This engine is made to either a 6-speed manual or an intelligent variable transmit IVT. So basically just a CVT with quote-unquote intelligence. Good grief. For those looking for more performance, there is a 1.6-liter turbocharged 4-cylinder on offer with a 7 speed dual clutch as well as 201 horsepower and 195 pound-feet of torque. Then we come to perhaps the most important new Soul, the 2020 Soul EV. The car features a 600, no, no, a 64 kilowatt battery that supports combined charging system DC fast charge as standard and is paired with an electric motor pumping out 201 horsepower and an impressive 291 pound-feet of torque. Kia hasn't released performance details and, and has yet to reveal the car's, the car's EPA-estimated range. Among the details we do know is that the 2020 Kia Soul includes four driving modes, Eco, Comfort, Sport, and Eco Plus. These modes automatically adjust power output, regenerative braking, air conditioning, and heating, and heated seats. Or sorry, in heating settings, while also setting speed limits to help manage the efficiency of the powertrain. Additionally, the Soul EV includes smart regenerative braking that's operated through the paddle shifters, allowing drivers to slow the car and capture kinetic energy to boost range. There's also a brake and hold system as well as a smart regen system, which adjusts the regenerative braking level based on a vehicle being detected in front. 
Inside, Kia's designers took inspiration from the world of music and created a series of shapes and textures that reflect acoustic-inspired elements to create a full sensory experience. One key interior inclusion consists of sound mood lighting that can be synchronized to the music playing through the car's audio system. Didn't, didn't Citroen already try If any of you remember the old Top Gear, didn't they say that they were going to, in a concept, it had mood lighting? Because it had a camera, it would read your face, and then adjust the lighting accordingly. Okay, this is that, but with music, and not your face. Although, I st I'd still like to know what, what a song of despair would look like. I, I still... Or a wistful sense of loneliness, as Richard put it, but in music. I, I want to know the, what, the what the lighting for that would be. That would be really funny. Anyway... There's also wireless charging, available dual auto climate control, and a set of and a set of special tweaker speakers. The 2020 Kia Soul comes with a 10.25 inch HD color touchscreen with split screen function and a rear view monitor with parking guidance. There is also Android Auto, Apple CarPlay, and Bluetooth are all present. Should customers so desire, they can also option an 8 inch 8 inch head up display heads up display with a 640-watt Harman Cardio audio system with an amplifier, 10 speakers, and a dedicated subwoofer. In terms of safety, the new Soul can be optioned with Kia's DriveWise system. This includes forward collision avoidance, lane keeping assist, lane changing assist, driver attention warning, blind spot collision warning, rear cross collision warning, smart cruise control, and high beam assist. The ICE Power 2020 Kia Soul Kia Soul models will be offered in GT Line, X Line, and EX Design Collection guises, and of these, the X Line is perhaps the most interesting as it as it's designed to look more rugged than the rest. As such, it features body colliding, chunkier fenders, off-road accents, bespoke 18-inch wheels, fog lights, optional two-tone paint, and different 18-inch wheels, which basically means it's a soft rotor. It's a soft rotor to the fullest in the fullest sense of the word. I mean, it kind of looks cool, but still. Before we get on to some more LA Auto Show stuff, I actually want to talk about this, courtesy of Mopar Insiders. Check them out. Is Ram looking at building a street-based performance pickup? It sounds so, according to our sources. Is the Ram brand looking at building a street-based performance pickup? According to sources from within Fiat Chrysler Automobiles or FCA, the answer is yes. With the Ram Rebel TRX already already slated for production, our sources are indicating that the Ram truck management team is discussing on re-entering the street-based performance truck market. Ram has had a lot of success in its past with street-based performance pickup trucks. When it was part of the Dodge brand, trucks like the Little Red Express, the Little Red Express, the Warlock, the SST, and the SRT 10 Plus Rumblebee all come to mind when you speak of Ram performance trucks. In the early 1990s and early 2000s, street-based performance trucks were all the rage in the world of front-wheel drive sedans. Unless you had a Ford Mustang, Chevrolet Camaro, or Pontiac Firebird, affordable American rear-wheel drive V8-powered muscle was simply out of the question. With the truck market picking up more of the market share than ever before, automakers are dumping cars for trucks, crossovers, and SUVs. While Dodge does offer the Charger and Challenger for the car segment, people who want performance and the function and utility of a pickup are left out in the dark. I mean, unless you live in Australia, but I and the people that this article are talking about do not live in Australia. Australia? No. <laughs> Our sources didn't specify if such a truck would be powered by the rumored new 7-liter Banshee 426 cubic inch Hemi V8 or the 6.2-liter supercharged Hellcat Hemi V8. But don't expect it to be limited to a regular cab only. More than likely, the truck will be based on a crew cab or quad cab layout, considering only 5% of Ram trucks sold are regular cab models. 
If the truck is green-lighted for, green for production, don't expect it to come to market until sometime after the, the 2021 Ram Rebel TRX makes its debut in late 2020. Ram has teased the public with several performance-based concepts over the past decade. Some equipped with a 6.4-liter Apache 392 cubic inch Hemi V8 and some with the 5.7-liter Hemi V8. We think a return of the Rumblebee name would be would be a great fit for the new street-based performance pickup for Ram, and I absolutely agree. I want my Rumblebee. Second-gen Nissan Juke reportedly set to arrive next summer. I'm not looking forward to that. VWIDR Electric Racer could challenge Nurburgring overall lap record. I'd be interested in seeing that. 2019 Mercedes E350 Coupe and Cabriolet arrive in the UK with 300 horsepower hybrid powertrain. New Peugeot 508 is stylish, but apparently has too many glaring faults. Unfortunately, that that's that's actually almost very alpha-ish, like sort of cla classic alpha-ish. Very good looking. A lot of faults though. 2019 McLaren 720S Spider combines a retractable hardtop with 710 horsepower. Ford reveals the 2019 Mustang GT500 will have 3D printed parts. Elon Musk's The Boring Company to reveal transport sleds on December 18th. Volkswagen says it could build 15 million EVs using the MEB platform. Project Bloodhound is officially dead after failing to secure funding. That's a shame. That is a darn shame. Let's look at this. Ooh. Sorry, I'm just looking at the 720S. What's good? And, and it's more, it's basically a Targa for the most part. And to me, those are the best kinds of convertibles. I, I know, Ferrari, made, I honestly, I think McLaren is starting to make better looking cars than, the Fer than Ferrari. Because theirs to me is more, it's not only more organic, but it's less complicated. No, I say less complicated. There's not as much going on, and that to me is better. They haven't, you know, they haven't gone, gone as overboard like Ferrari have. Anyway, we should stop here. I will see you all after the break. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare-solutions, or call Dr. Taffy at 303-576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. Alrighty, let's now talk about the Rivian R1T. It's a $61,500 electric pickup that shoots to 60 in 3 seconds. The dawn of the electric pickup is upon us, as Rivian has just unveiled their take on the segment in the R1T. This has been dubbed an electric adventure vehicle with a range of more than 400 miles and enough room to seat five adult passengers comfortably. The R1T is one of two electric cars that Rivian will showcase at this year's Los Angeles Auto Show, the other one being a fully electric SUV called the R1S. I started Rivian to develop products that the world didn't already have to redefine expectations through application of technology and innovation. This is a quote from, I guess, the CEO. Starting with a clean sheet, we have spent years developing the technology to, develop, to deliver the ideal vehicle for active customers. This means having great driving dynamics on any surface, on or off-road, providing cargo solutions to easily to easily store any type of gear, whether it's a surfboard or a fishing rod, and very importantly, being capable of driving long distances 
on a single charge. Stated company founder and CEO, RJ Scarringe. Also that, sorry if I got your last name wrong, by the way, but also 400 miles on a charge. That's getting with the program. Thank you. Aside from having room for five, the R1T also packs an, integ an integrated watertight bed and has a large 350 liter or 12.3 or cubic feet front trunk or frunk. There's even more storage there's even more storage room beneath the rear seat floor, as well as underneath the bed floor, 200 liters or 7 cubic feet. While the lockable gear tunnel allows offers a significant amount of cargo capacity if you're looking to fit longer items such as skis, a snowboard, tent, stroller, or perhaps golf clubs. The R1T is much more than just an eco-friendly pickup truck. Well, how eco-friendly it is depends on you know how they make it, but still. Its quad motor system sends 100. 47 kilowatts of torque to each wheel, result, resulting in a grand total of 14,000 newton meters or 10,325 pound-feet of torque for the entire vehicle, 3,500 newton meters of grounded torque per wheel. Buyers can choose between three different battery pack configurations, 105 kilowatts, 135 kilowatts, and 180 kilowatts, all of which are capable of maxing you out at 125 miles per hour. Range also differs between the three, with the latter offering 400 plus miles of range, the mid-spec 300 plus miles, and the entry-level one a good 230 plus miles. Yeah. The fastest model can accelerate from 0 to 60 in just 3 seconds. The beauty and elegance of quad motor setup isn't just about brute power. This architecture provides instantaneous torque with extremely precise control at each wheel, which is completely game-changing from a dynamics perspective, both on and off-road, stated Executive Director of Engineering and Programs Mark Vanales. I'm so sorry if I got your name wrong, which honestly I probably did. You can achieve approximately 200 miles of range in just 30 minutes of charging, thanks to the battery's fast charging function. Also, there's an 11 kilowatt onboard charger that's meant to facilitate rapid charging at a level 2 charger. According to Rivian, the R1T was designed to communicate strength, while also featuring a modern stance acknowledging the performance and technology integrated into the vehicle. The R1T boasts short overhangs, high ground clearance, and aggressive approach in departure angles, all courtesy of Rivian's unique skateboard platform, which packages the battery pack, drive unit, suspension, braking, and thermal system below the height of the wheel. Also interesting is the design of the lighting unit, where you have signature stadium headlights out in front working alongside a horizontal daytime running light strip, extending the entire width of the vehicle, much like the taillights. As for the interior, Rivian says that's a premium environment that just happens to invite rugged daily use. Materials used throughout include sustainably sourced wood, whereas high wear areas of the cabin feature durable and innovative materials that can be easily cleaned. Of course, you can't build a modern fully electric pickup truck without having it offer its passengers high levels of connectivity and safety. Rivian's connected car platform operates on a high-speed Ethernet backbone, allowing for over-the-air software updates. There's also a cloud ecosystem for data exchange. The in-vehicle experience also consists of a 15.6 of a 15.6-inch touchscreen infotainment display, working with a 12.3-inch digital instrument cluster and a 6.8-inch rear touchscreen display. Is that for rear passengers? Because that'd be kind of cool. When the R1T launches. It will feature a robust hardware suit, reliant on camera, sensors, radar, lidar, ultrasonic, and high-precision GPS coupled with high-definition maps. The truck will have 
level 3 autonomy for highway operation, whereas city and off-road driving will, will be facilitated by a range or self-driving features. Pricing for the R1T starts at $61,500 after federal tax credit, with first deliveries arriving in late 2020. Rivian will initially produce fully equipped versions first, with the 180-kilowatt and 135-kilowatt models available at launch. The base variant will arrive about a year later. Sounds pretty good. I'm kind of looking forward to that. And now we got to talk about the 2020 Mercedes-AMG GTR Pro. A new family of Mercedes-AMG GT models has just been introduced for the 2020 model year at the Los Angeles Auto Show, including the limited edition AMG GTR Pro. Starting with the new AMG GTR Pro, it has been designed with a particular focus on racetrack performance and has come to life thanks to the automaker's experience with the AMG GT3 and GT4 racing cars. There are four key areas where the Pro stands out from other models, through its suspension, lightweight, construction, aerodynamics, and appearance. Mercedes-AMG has developed a set of new coilovers for the, AM for the GTR Pro where the compression and rebound can be easily adjusted through a dedicated dial on the damper. The car also utilizes an adjustable carbon fiber torsion bar up front and an adjustable hollow steel bar at the rear. Additionally, the AMG GTR Pro comes outfitted with uniball sphere spherical bearings not just on the rear lower wishbones like the normal AMG GTR, but also on the upper wishbones as well. The sports car also features a carbon fiber shear panel on the underbody that on the underbody that promises to improve rigidity and add stability. This is basically the AMG GT ACR Extreme. Elsewhere, the 2020 Mercedes AMG GTR Pro comes outfitted with ceramic composite brakes as standard and wears a set of lightweight AMG Performance 5-spoke forged wheels offered exclusively in titanium gray. Aerodynamics also separate the AMG GTR Pro from other models. Up front, there is a new apron, <laughs> apron that incorporates carbon fiber canards to improve stability at higher speeds. Mercedes-AMG has also developed air slots in the front fenders to reduce front axle lift, while at the rear, there is a small carbon fiber aero element on each wheel arch. Rounding out the upgrades enjoyed by the car are standard fit carbon fiber packages 1 and 2 that include new carbon fiber detailing across various elements, including the wing mirrors, rear spoiler, rear diffuser, with the AMG GT3 racing driver Mario and Gel, sorry if I got your name wrong, behind the wheel, an AMG GTR Pro prototype recently lapped the Nurburgring in 704.632. Like the standard AMG GTR, the Pro features a twin-turbo 4-liter V8, V8 engine with 577 horsepower and 516 pound-feet of torque between 1900 and 5500 RPM. Viewed from the outside, the new family of AMG GT sports cars take some inspiration from the four-door coupe, particularly with the inclusion of different LED headlights. The rear diffuser is also different while the tailpipe outlet has been modified to reflect the shape of the AMG GT four-door coupe. With this in mind, base AMG GT models now have two round tailpipes while the quicker AMG GTC has trapezoidal-shaped twin tailpipes. Meanwhile, the AMG GTR, non-pro, retains its large central tailpipe and continues to be flanked by two further tailpipes hidden in the, hidden in the diffuser. Customers of the 2020 Mercedes-AMG GT also have newly designed 10 double-spoked forged wheels in titanium gray at their disposal. Changes have also been made to the sports car's interior. Most significantly, a fully digital 12.3-inch instrument cluster now comes standard alongside a 10.25-inch multimedia display on the center console. The instrument cluster, offer, 
instrument cluster offers a number of different display styles, including Supersport, which borrows cues from motorsports, such as a prompt for when the driver should change gears. Mercedes-AMG has also fitted new buttons across the center console, which includes color displays. Also updated is the steering wheel. From 2020, the Mercedes-AMG GT gets the same AMG performance steering wheel as the AMG GT four-door coupe and updated C63. This new wheel has a flat bottom section and is wrapped in black leather, black Nappa leather and black Nappa leather slash microfiber or an all microfiber depending on the spec. The wheel also includes galvanized paddle shifters as well as integrated touch control buttons that control functions of the digital dash and multimedia displays. A round controller is also found on the wheel by use is also found on the wheel. By using this controller, drivers can change between different driving modes. Perhaps more important than all these updates, however, is a new AMG Dynamics driving mode. This new mode optimizes the, tra the transverse dynamics to offer higher lateral acceleration, better traction, and load change reactions. The system is able to anticipate vehicle behavior based on the driver's actions and a series of sensors. Mercedes says this system provides the driver with a very authentic driving feel with high cornering dynamics and optimal traction as well as high stability and predictable handling. The 2020 model year also welcomes the AMG Track Pack. This system is a, is a standard part of the command infotainment system and when active on a circuit, detects and records more than 80 vehicle specific sets of data 10 times per second. The system can then be used by the driver to analyze and improve their driving skills. Power for the 2020 Mercedes-AMG sits at 469 horsepower and 465 pound-feet of torque, while the AMG GTC has 550 horsepower and 502 pound-feet of torque. Pricing and, avail and availability details have yet to be announced. Anyway, in fact, I gotta stop here. I'll see you all after the break. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303-576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. Once again, we are back. Now, now, now back to proper news, okay? Well, I say proper news. Back to non-LA Auto Show news. Kia announces E-Nero first edition UK specs. Pricing starts at £32,995. Probably $37,000? Maybe $36,000, of course. 2019 Ram 1500 gets a compressor boost from O.CT Tuning. A power upgrade to 473 horsepower and 660 Nm hasn't compromised any of this Ram's features. Toyota USA CEO says lineup will always be passenger car based. Honda's fluoride ion battery breakthrough could allow for batteries with 10 times more energy density. Lamborghini Gallardo recall. Didn't, didn't think you'd hear news about that again, did you? Frankly, neither did I, but let's let's get on with it. Addresses malfunctioning warning, malfunctioning warning lights. Volkswagen gives us a glimpse 
of the 2020 Gulf Mark 8. Uh, uh, this teaser's not really giving me much hope. Or enthusiasm. <laughs> Quite frankly, not much enthusiasm. But let, let's wait. Let's wait. Okay? Let's not get the pitchforks out just yet. Let's wait a little. 2020 VW Atlas Cross Sport Production Model spotted undisguised. And woo-wee! No! <laughs> no! No! Uh-uh. That quarter window in the... Mm-mm-mm-mm. I, I, I need to take my own advice and wait. But that's not giving me much hope. Oh, brother. But we'll get on to that recall eventually. I just want to get one more in. Bugatti CEO says top speed run isn't a priority, but they are ready for a second model. So... <laughs> anyway, a number of Lamborghini Gallardos might have a warning light on that keeps disappearing every time the ignition is being turned off. Which is why certain versions of the previous gen supercar have been subjected to a recall. The safety campaign involves 1,152 units of potentially defective Gallardo coupes and spiders in the United States produced between Jan wow. produced between June 23, 2010 and November 20th, 2013. An ECU software issue is responsible for erasing trouble codes every time the ignition is being switched off. This means that drivers can't be warned of potential problems, as the warning lamps don't illuminate. And continuing to drive the car with a faulty system can increase the risk of a crash and or injury, says the NHTSA. Owners of the Gallardos including, included in this recall will be notified by the automaker soon. Subsequently, sorry, subsequently to scheduling an appointment with an authorized Lamborghini dealer. The company's technicians will inspect the car and reflash the engine software free of charge. The NHTSA, the Honorable NHTSA, expects the recall to commence on December 14th. Meanwhile, owners who would like to find out more about the safety campaign can contact the vehicle safety hotline, their vehicle safety hotline at 1-888-327-4236. Once again, that's the NHTSA's vehicle safety hotline at 1-888-327-4236. Or Lamborghini customer service at 1-866-681-6276. Once again, that's Lamborghini's customer service at 1-866-681-6276. Manufactured between 2003 and 2013, the Gallardo remains the firm's best-selling model to date. Over 14,000 units left the assembly line during this time, including numerous special editions and derivatives. The Gallardo was eventually replaced by the Huracan, another highly successful model which has already hit the 11,000 unit production mark earlier this year and looks to set and looks set to overcome the Gallardo over its lifespan. Chevrolet Corvette C8R Racer sounds intense during night track session. I didn't listen, so I can't say for sure. And also I'm getting really tired of the C8 news. Chevrolet, you're about you're as bad as Toyota. Just un Unveil the doggone C8R like Toyota needs to unveil that godforbidden Supra. <laughs> Make it happen. Make it happen, please, for the love of all that is holy. <laughs> Mazda secures the MX6 nameplate. Is it time for a new sports coupe? I kind of hope so. Mazda hasn't had anything. They haven't had anything overly sporty outside of the, outside of the Miata. We all know about the Miata, but I mean... Other than that, nothing. 
We need something other than the Miata. I'm not saying the Miata's not great. No, it's great. We need something else, though. A Jaguar I-Pace EV was found consumed by fire in the Netherlands. Russian welds 3,000 nails to steel tires and thus uses them as snow tires. That's creative, but that just sounds dangerous to me. VW opens the order books for new T-Cross small C SUV. CUV. It's a CUV. In Europe. Honda begins production of the 2019 Passport in Alabama. Sweet home Alabama! No. No. <laughs> Scan every inch of the 2019 Audi e-tron electric SUV in 303 photos that you can't see because this is a radio show. <laughs> Nissan GTR 50 limited production run confirmed. Priced at 1.1 million. And you know what? I'd get it because I think that is the best looking GTR we have had in a long, long time. In a very long time indeed. DS Automobiles might skip the 2019 Geneva Motor Show. Oh no, what, baby, why are you doing that? No, <laughs> I do, I do want to know why though. PSA might choose not to bring Opel either, but an official decision has yet to be announced. Shifting Chevrolet Blazer production from Mexico to Ohio very costly, says GM CEO. Audi e-tron to gain entry level and high performance variants. 2020 Jeep Grand Cherokee will be built in Detroit and offer three rows of seating. Supposedly, I'd like to know where Car Scoops get gets their sources. If you if you if you want sources for Mopar stuff that are at least 80 to 85 percent correct, go to Mopar Insiders. Honestly, go to Mopar Insiders. Even Alpar is a good place to go. Electric VW Beach Buggy could debut in Geneva. Might reach production. Rinspeed's Micro Snap Concept is a pint-sized autonomous EV with a skateboard chassis. Lexus RCF Track Edition headed to Detroit with a number of carbon fiber components. Toyota enters 2019 Dakar with three bespoke Hilux pickup trucks. Insider claims C8 Corvette to be called Manta Ray. Be available in three versions. New Skoda Scala is your, is your affordable Audi A3 Sportback. Also, can I can't make a point. Apparently, there's some stigma about Skodas. And with a name like Scala, I think that... That's... I wouldn't say reason enough... But it's no wonder, Scala is not a good name. 2020 Land Rover Defender 90 with three doors and short wheelbase spied. Lotus reportedly working on Chiron baiting $2.5 million electric hypercar. Let's see it, Lotus. I want to see it. If there's anyone that could beat Bugatti, maybe not for outright top speed, but beat them, beat Bugatti for outright performance, it's Lotus. It's Lotus. Come on, Lotus. Let's see it. 2020 Chevrolet Silverado HD gains high country flagship trip. Have you guys seen this new Silverado HD? Have you seen it? It is. Oh gosh. This is about the ugliest truck I've ever seen. It is the ugliest truck I have ever seen in my life. I feel bad for Chevrolet. And I don't say that. I don't say that often. I really don't. I feel bad for Chevrolet. I feel. I, who's at the design department looking at this thing and being like. No, 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 let me do it better. Yeah, that's right. That, that's just fantastic. That's brilliant. Got brilliant work, design team. That's just gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> just this. Who on earth? Who on earth looked at this thing? It's not so bad from the third quarter, from like the front three, in fact, more than front three quarters, but it's not so bad from the side angle. It's not great, but it's not so bad. 
But when you see it from the front, it's just an ugly pug. It's terrible. I'm trying, I want to know who stepped back from their designs and was like, brilliant. That's, that, that's going into production. That's just, I want to see Rabbit Ford beat that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Chevrolet, what is you doing? I mean, I gotta say, the High Country looks better. The High Country looks better than that first one that came out, that Z71. It looks better. A lot better. But that's not... <laughs> that's not saying very much. That's... What happened, Chevrolet? I'm, 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 I feel bad. I feel bad for Chevrolet. Waymo... Waymo 1 debuts as the first ride-hailing app for self-driving car... Do self... Does that mean self-driving cars download the app themselves and then just do whatever they want? Because in which case... Um, there's gonna be some accident. We're, you know, we're gonna need to... I don't know... Blow up some electric cars here. No, electric uh, self-driving cars here soon. McLaren teases mystery brick prototype at Lego store. It's the new Senna, or I say new. It's the Senna. It's a Lego Senna, and I'm still sad we don't have a Lego Viper AC. I'm still sad about that. VW to massively cut model port model portfolio complexity in bid to raise profits. Thank the Lord. Thank God. Fuck. But VW, VW, I love you. Thank you because just make it simpler. I don't, I don't keep track of, but I don't keep track of the trend levels or the names of them or whatever. But if they, if them, Audi and Porsche, especially Porsche, could do that, I'd be a happy camper. Renault Sport launches RS Performance line of custom parts, and unfortunately, that is going to be it for today's pod for this week's podcast. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And, and oh, by the way, if any of you noticed, yeah, I know I didn't celebrate the 150th episode. I know we're going on the 200, baby. But that you know that's going to be next year, and it's going to be what the third, the fourth anniversary, the third year anniversary. Come this March, come this March. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed. I will see you all soon. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.